You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Review Made in Cookware Pan Set by Joe Ray. My sister Gina is a fantastic cook who does not suffer crappy cookware gladly. Her pans are battle tested, all clads that have been roughed up over the years, but they take the abuse she dishes out with a shrug. Once, though, I noticed damage to a tea fowl pan of hers. That wasn't up to the task. The bottom of the pan had a bit of a dome shape to it, meaning hot oil within the pan pooled around the outer rim, but did not cover the higher center. Because of this, the food in the middle of the pan cooked at one temperature, while food in the oil around the edge cooked at another. I like to imagine her discovering the fault with that pan, and sending it flying out her back door and into the yard, where it will be put to use in the sandbox. The pans from a new company called Made In promise U.S.-made premium-quality cookware. The website claims that its direct-to-consumer sales model allows it to offer steep discounts for that quality, citing an example of a $69 pan from Made In, which would cost $150 at a typical retailer. It's a hefty claim. You can buy a 10-inch all-clad fry pan for $150, but at this point, you might guess why I started this story by mentioning that doming, a.k.a. concavity issue. It was a problem I thought I was picking up on when I first started using the made-in pans. I needed to verify whether these pans were domed, and if so, how badly. It was a problem to attack with a feeler gauge. That idea came from my brother-in-law, Ben, who, over beer and cribbage, realized that a feeler gauge a hand-held fan-like tool with blades of different thicknesses used to measure gap widths would allow me to investigate any doming. Using a six-inch bench knife as a straight edge and setting the center of that edge on the bottom center of the pan, I could tip one corner down until it touched and measure the clearance at the other end, seesaw style, and compare pans to pans. Long story short, I measured my sister's all-clads, my piecemeal set, and five made-in pans. Out of sixteen pans in total, the four with the most pronounced concavity were the made-ins, and those four ranged between two and six times as far out as the average of all the others. At this point, I called Wendy Dyer, 
international product director at All Clad, to make some sense of what I was seeing. I kept Maiden's name out of it, making a point of my desire for pan-anonymity, and asked her to interpret what I was seeing. A little bit of a dome is necessary. A lot is bad, she said, making me think I had somewhere between a little and a lot, depending on the pan. She mentioned that cheap pans can warp during cooking, or by going straight from the hot stove to a sink full of water, but she was a bit surprised that I saw it right out of the box. If they don't have control over that, it signals a lack of control over the whole production process, she said. It would lead you to wonder, is the nonstick going to stay in place? Is the handle secure? Dyer also mentioned the most common way to test for concavity is to put a straight edge across the bottom of the pan and measure the dip in the center, but allowed that my method worked fine as long as I had been consistent. Well, I'm happy to say that the nonstick surface did not slough off of the one nonstick pan in the made-in set, and that none of the handles wobbled. That said, not all the news was rosy. Most notably, a made-in representative confirmed to me over email that the pans were supposed to be flat on the bottom and sent another set of pans. Compared to the five pans I'd already tested, these were about the same or even a little worse. The only major difference would be that these five would take all five of the top slots for concavity. I'd stress here that this amount of concavity isn't the end of the world, but I'd certainly be disappointed if I had shelled out between $400 and $500 for made-ins five-pan, two-lid set called The Core. Using guidelines for measuring heat management in kitchen pans, I found in a New York Times story written by renowned food scientist Harold McGee, I started further testing. I began by checking six pans for even heating. My 12-inch cast iron skillet, a brand new T-Fal nonstick, and three-quart all-clad saucer, and three made-in pans, the 11-inch sauté pan, and both the regular and non-stick 10-inch fry pans. What you're looking for in this test are localized hotspots that scorch one part of the pan surface, while the rest is just heating up. I cut out a circle of parchment paper to fit into each pan, and weighed the paper down with uncooked rice. My home stove is induction, so I used the same burner for all of the pans, pointed each handle toward the six o'clock position, and turned the burner up to medium each time. All six pans performed well, not perfectly, but perfectly fine and certainly no hot spots. The cast iron, T-fowl, and made-in sauté all heated up a bit more in the center. The made-in non-stick was a bit lighter toward the handle, but really it was high marks for everybody. The only mystery was the $30 T-Fowl nonstick, which, relative to the other pans, took forever to get toasty. There are other things worth mentioning here. I use, and tested on, that induction cooktop, which is very efficient and heats like a son of a gun if you've got an induction-friendly pan. Second, there's a lot of hullabaloo over pan material and even heating, but if you use the right-sized burner for the pan you're using and or the pan is very thick-bottomed, the heating will be pretty even no matter what it's made of. Hotspots did show up in a different way as a result of the doming in made-ins pans. It meant that oil, particularly when it heated up and became a little less viscous, would make a donut around the outside of the pan's cooking surface, leaving the top of the dome bare. 
Using my trusty Thermoworks infrared thermometer, I could see the ring of oil around the bottom of the nonstick pan was around 460 degrees Fahrenheit, while the unoiled center got up to 510 degrees. It might not make much of a difference if you're flipping veggie stir-fry style, but a steak or Spanish omelet could end up with a two-tone sear. With three tablespoons of oil, made-in sauté pan was in the high 300s, around the outside after four minutes on medium-high, yet in the center it was in the mid-300s. Similarly, made-in stockpot measured in the high 340s at its center, while the closer to the edges it was 10 degrees north or south of 300. Further, following Mr. McGee, I tested several pans to see how quickly they could bring a cup of room-temperature water to a boil. While most of my pots and pans clocked in around the one-minute mark, yay, induction! I discovered all sorts of interesting things. My 11-inch stockpot was really slow, taking two minutes, but my 12-inch stockpot did it in a blistering 45 seconds, sending the 11-incher off to an early retirement... Similarly, the T-Fowl nonstick also struggled, taking three minutes. During the test, the maiden pans were all over the map. The company's 8-inch saucepan tied my 12-inch stockpot at 45 seconds. The maiden stockpot took only a minute. But with only a cup in there, it only boiled in the center, perhaps because this was the pan with the most notable concavity. Maiden sauté pan took a longer than normal two minutes, the weird result was the company's two 10-inch fry pans, which a made-in rep confirmed to be the same thing as the non-stick fry pan, except for the non-stick coating. The non-stick pan boiled in one minute, while the regular pan took two, a test I repeated to make sure the result was the same, which it was. The made-ins are solid pans that feel like they could last for a long time. They don't have the polished beauty of a shiny set, but they're still good-looking. They feel good in your hand and have a comfortable but not off-putting heft. I like them well enough after working with them for a few weeks, but despite the company's claims of great quality for the price, Maiden's pans aren't necessarily a great value. At least, not yet. Maiden's kitchen sink set comes with seven pans and four lids and currently costs $549, discounted from $669. All Clad has a set with six pans and four lids, that can be found on Amazon for under $700. Cuisine Art's highly reviewed MCP line comes in a 12-piece set, six pans, five lids, and a colander for $225. The math gets weirder for nonstick because that coating means that eventually it gets scuffed up and needs replacing no matter which brand you use. A good nonstick pan can be found for $30, a number that's a bit harder to hit if you're using induction burners. But Maiden's 12-inch nonstick fry pan is $85, and a 12-inch all-clad nonstick fry pan is $180. While those two have a nice heft, it's hard to justify either. You could also just get a nearly nonstick 12-inch cast iron skillet for about $30, or test out carbon steel for $30 to $50. Maiden is a new player on the market, and the brand has strong potential but the company seems to have production issues to work out before these pans are a safe bet. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.